ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out (laughs) on this podcast. I'm going to share a few stories with you. Uh, The stories are quite funny. Uh, Before I get into the stories, let me give you a little background. Um, Earlier today, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, uh, my man Bomani Jones's uh, The Right Time with Bomani Jones. And um, shout out to Bo. And so I'm listening to his podcast and uh, at the end of the podcast, he does this segment where he actually had people call into the voicemail. And what they did was they had to share a story about the time that they got caught in a rough neighborhood. (laughs) And it got me to thinking like, you really can, if you live long enough, have an episode where you get caught on the wrong part of town, wrong neighborhood, whatever the case may be, however you want to call it. And more importantly, it got me to thinking about the times where I got caught in the wrong part of town. <laughs> so I got a couple of funny stories. Um, I guess I probably should explain first, like I didn't grow up in a place that was really, really big or in a place where you could go and necessarily be in the wrong part of town. Um, as many of you know, or maybe you don't know, I grew up in a place a small town called Florence in the state of South Carolina. Uh, Florence isn't a big place, but I mean, it's a place where, you know, you have your certain sections of, you know, uh, the town or whatever like that. Um, But I can honestly say that there's not a part of the town, if you would, that I couldn't go into. Um, So nonetheless, and and not to mention, I I grew up in a different era. So, you know, everybody kind of knew everybody back in the eighties. Nonetheless, uh, All of that changes when you go to, you know, different places, Uh, obviously now and probably for the for the better part of the last 22, 23 years, I've lived in the city of Atlanta. Uh, So going to the wrong part of town, you know, it's kind of different when you're not from there. And I'm a firm believer, like even though I've been in Atlanta this long. I mean, I've spent more time and I've lived in Atlanta longer than I've lived here longer than I have anywhere else. Right. But I will say this much. I've been here long enough to understand that there's certain parts of Atlanta that I don't need to be in at a certain time. And also. People from Atlanta, you know, even different sides of Atlanta, like you got like the West Side, that's like College Park or the Swats. And so the people there are different from the people on the east side, like Decatur or Lithonia. And these are suburbs, but you'll get my point in a second. Like you can always tell someone from whatever part of town, right? Same goes for New York City. If you go to New York, somebody from New York would, they could tell you, they could look at somebody and tell, or or at least at the very least hear them talk and say, okay, he's from Queens, or he's from Manhattan, or she's from the Bronx. Well, 
couple of years ago, uh, it's probably about five or six years ago, I went to New York City, right? I went up there, go kick it. <laughs> I'm kicking with my man Juan. And this is my man. Me and Juan go back all the way to college, right? So I go to see Juan. But while I'm up there, I'm also hanging out with some of my other homies. Um, I got a chance to, you know, kick it and hang out with my homegirl, Shelly Shell. Now, if you follow me, you've heard Shelly Shell on this podcast and also my old radio show, the 12 radio show. Uh, nonetheless, Shelly Shell, one of my best friends. Right. So we're hanging out. I hung out with Shell. We're drinking, partying. We're in Manhattan. And. I was supposed to be staying with Juan and Juan lives in the Bronx, right? So, <laughs> so Juan is not hanging out with us. We're, Juan and I are supposed to hang out the next day. But when I'm done hanging out with Shell, I was supposed to go back to Juan's spot. Um, and so we're hanging out. We I don't even remember how we got to this club in Manhattan. We're partying. And next thing I know, okay, the party shuts down. It's about three o'clock in the morning. And so me <laughs> not being from New York City, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just get on the subway. Bad move. Because what I didn't realize was when you're on the subway, people from New York City know that you're not from New York City. And it doesn't matter how you dress or what you say, especially when you talk. I mean, I don't have I don't have an accent and I don't sound like I'm from New York. So the moment that I opened my mouth, if they had any doubts, they would know he ain't from around here. So nonetheless, it's late, mad late. So I'm calling one. And for whatever reason, he falls asleep unbeknownst to me and he's not answering his phone. So I got to get back into his place where my stuff is. But. He's not answering the phone. So. And I'm not really familiar. I, I mean, I guess anybody could get on the subway and go somewhere, but I get on the subway and I'm riding and I'm riding and I'm riding and I'm riding. And I'm on this subway train for probably by about, I don't know, 30 minutes. And I get off on the last stop in the Bronx. Right. So I'm thinking, OK, well, I'll get there and I'll call one. So I'm calling one. I'm texting him. He's not answering for him. This dude is knocked out, right? So I'm standing there and I hear these two young cats and they're looking, I, I could feel them looking at me and I overheard them say, one of them say, nah, look at what he got on. He ain't from around here. <laughs> In the wrong part of town. So it's two dudes, it's two of them, one of me. So I'm like, yo, if it's going to go down, I'm going to have to <laughs> fight these dudes and whatever happens is going to happen. So I walk out off the uh, the platform where the uh, subway is. And again, it's by this time, it's closer to four o'clock in the morning. So I hail a cab. Cab come picks me up and I give him the address or whatever like that. So we we're riding Juan's crib. I'm still calling Juan, still texting. No answer. No, no, nothing. So. Luckily, you know, nobody bothered me or whatever like that. But I was literally in the wrong part. And I'm in the Bronx and I don't and I'm dressed like (laughs) 
I had on like a polo shirt, some shorts and some sneakers, but I didn't look like in a Yankees hat, but I didn't look like I belong there. Right. So cab driver drops me off. So I'm walking through Juan's neighborhood. Now the people in Juan's neighborhood, they don't know me. And so some dudes hanging out on the street. And again, I'm in the wrong part of town because instead of him dropping me off right in front of Juan's spot, he dropped me off around the corner. And luckily I kind of paid attention to like how to get back to his apartment. But when I got around the corner, there were some more guys hanging outside. They were just standing on the corner, just, you know, drinking forties, whatever, <laughs> drinking, drinking mad dog. And I'm walking and I'm thinking to myself, okay, should I speak as I'm walking? Because here's the thing in the South, when you see people, particularly if you see a brother that you, you know, y'all make eye contact, you speak, you say, what's up? Or you give him a head nod or something. Uh, Not when you're in the wrong part of town. And then again, I'm I'm up north, so it's not the whole southern gentlemanly thing or anything like that. You don't speak to people because if you speak to people, they think something's wrong. Right. And it's four o'clock in the morning. So. It's three dudes on the corner. Here I come bopping down the street, trying to get (laughs) trying to get to Juan's place and they're looking and I'm looking and then I kind of look away and I just walk right past them and I walk like I was supposed to be there. And that's one thing I learned earlier on in life is that even when you're not supposed to be somewhere, if you look like you're supposed to be there, people won't bother you. So I just walk right past them like I was supposed to be there and I just you know kept it moving. And so when I got to one's apartment, um, I can't he has to buzz me in so I can't even get in. I'm like taking a rock, throwing it at his window. His dog is barking and I'm trying not to be loud because I don't want to wake the neighbors because I mean, they're going to think, okay, who is this dude out here making all this damn noise at four o'clock in the morning. And anyway, make a long story short. I got through the wrong part of town. Juan woke up, brought me in. I finally crashed. My phone was dead. (laughs) Uh, It could have been a whole lot worse, but you know, things happen you know, when you get caught in the wrong part of town. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I live in Atlanta. Uh, I love Atlanta. Atlanta is, you know, I call it home. I've been here, like I said, 23 years. So it is a very, very special place to me. Now, Atlanta means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Uh, I will say this much. Um, one of the things that I will say about the city of Atlanta is that it's changed over these years. I mean, it's it's grown exponentially, but it also has its, you know, downsides. And obviously there are places just like any other place you can go. There are places that you don't want to go where, you know, after a certain <laughs> certain period of time. So I remember finding myself in the SWATs. SWATs is Southwest Atlanta, right? And I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret. Really hadn't made too many trips to the SWATs. <laughs> in the 23 years I've been here, I've only been to the SWATs a handful of times. Uh, it's because of what happened to me 
the first time that I went to the Swats, because for me, that was the wrong part of town. All right. So I'm chilling. I'm at work. Uh, I was working at um, <laughs> I was working at Champ Sports at Lenox Mall. Right. And uh, I had a coworker and um, she was mad cool. She was mad, mad cool. And, and looking back on it now, I think she was kind of feeling your boy. But, you know, I never really you know, I didn't really try to press up or anything anyway. So. That particular day, you know, we at work, she asked me, she was like, yo, I don't really feel like taking a train home because if I take the train home where I get off, my friend's not going to be able to come pick me up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I said, where you live? She was like, well, I live in the SWAT. And I was she was like, are you going that way? And I was like, no, but <laughs> I was like, but I can. I can give you a ride. There's no problem. I was like, you don't need it because we that particular night, it was like a Wednesday night. And I mean, we we got out of there late. So I think the mall closed at nine. We didn't finish cleaning up the store until like 10, 1030. So she would have by the time she taught, caught the train, she would have taken probably about another hour. So she would have been getting home dumb late. And really, to be honest, you don't want to be a woman, you know, walking through the swats late at night. Right. So I never forget it. So I gave her a ride home and I, you know, I was being a nice guy. doing, <laughs> And plus, like I said, I think she liked me. So that, you know, I was kind of feeling that a little bit. Right. So I give her a ride home and I'll never forget it. I, I didn't know where it was. She just said she lived in the SWAT. So I was like, OK, so we get off riding, do, 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 riding down the street, get off interstate on 285. That's the uh, interstate here. And so we're on Campbellton Road. Um, Campbellton Road changes a little bit <laughs> as you go further west. And uh, I realized we were in the Ben Hill section and I've been to Ben Hill maybe once prior to that. But I've been through Ben Hill. I never hung out in Ben Hill. And it's not that Ben Hill is a bad area, but this was this was like 97. So Ben Hill was a little different, you know, than what it is now. And she lived in the projects. <sighs> so. Here we go. <laughs> so I'm driving down the street. So she's giving me these directions or whatever. And so I, you know, get her to her apartment or whatever like that. Drop her off. Boom. Mm. And I wait until she goes inside. She, you know, throws a hand up, tells me goodbye, whatever like that. So it's like I said, it's probably about 11 o'clock, almost 1130. I'm in the wrong part of town. And so as I'm driving out of her apartment complex, a dude literally out of nowhere just like walks in front of my car. So I hit the brakes. Boom. I'm like, man, what? Because I almost hit him. I mean, he was standing on the side and I, I wasn't driving. I mean, I might have been going. I'm in a, you know, I'm in an apartment complex. I'm, I might be going 10 miles an hour, but he just literally just walked in front of my car. And so he said, hey, man, you got a cigarette? No. And he's literally standing in front of my car. And I was like, can you move out the way? And so out of nowhere, I see this woman kind of walking up behind the car. And I'm like, 
bruh, this ain't about to go down. So I got somebody walking up behind the car and he's still in front of the car. So I got one or two choices. I can either sit there and, you know, kind of assess the situation even more. Or I could peel off and run this motherfucker over. <laughs> so what I did was, and I'm in my, I'm in my, uh, <laughs> my little black Nissan Sentra sitting on 13s. <laughs> so what I do is I put the car in neutral. So the dude is still standing. He's like, hey, man, you, you, you ain't got no cigarette. I need a cigarette, bro. I was like, man, I don't have no cigarettes. I said, can you move? And he was still standing there. So what I did was I put the car in neutral, hit the gas so the car revs up. And again, this woman is still she's behind the car, but she's she's slowly but surely approaching my driver's side door. So I'm like, no, they're not about to jack me. And I rev up the car. And I'm thinking to myself, like. I'm gonna have to run this fool over because there was no, really no way for me to get around him. He there wasn't enough space for me to, you know, go around him. I, I was going to have to go through him. And with the young lady coming up on the side, I didn't want to go in reverse. So I put it in neutral, revved up the car. He, he would move. And I gave it about half a second. <laughs> I put the car in drive and my car, my, my wheels were spinning. And all you could all you could hear was me pulling off, and I remember smelling smoke, and I don't know what happened to that dude. He got the hell out the way, but he was literally about to get run over because in my mind, they were about to jack me in my Nissan Sentra with my South Carolina tags because I was in the wrong part of town. But I made it out unscathed. But these are the type of things. <laughs> When you get caught in the wrong part of town. And suffice to say, I never gave that young lady a ride home ever again. And to be honest, I've only been to Bill Ben Hill maybe twice since then. And I was just riding through. <laughs> um, One other time I can remember being on the, um, Swats was it? No, it wasn't the Swats. This was uh, an area called Little Pittsburgh. It's a section of Atlanta. Uh, I don't know if they call it Little Pittsburgh anymore, but if you're familiar with the city of Atlanta, it's off of that area of where Stewart Avenue used to be. And it's not even Stewart Avenue. And that's when you know it's hood when. <laughs> When your street name changes like five times within 10 years, um, it used to be Stewart Avenue, but it's not anymore. Um, anyway, I came down here. I was in college at the time and um, I was in town with uh, one of my college teammates. And I want to say we, we we came down. It wasn't freak me. It was something. Else. It was some other some random weekend. We came to Atlanta. He's from Atlanta. He's from College Park. And so we were just hanging out. I was at his crib and and he had like this old school Chevy, I think, if I can remember correctly. And so those cars are really, really popular when it comes to 
you know, the, at least that time in in the 90s, uh, the old school box Chevys were really, really popular. Cats would trick them out and put, you know, booming systems in it and whatever the case may be. Anyway, so I'm in a car with my, my boy and, um, you know, we're just chilling and we're in, you know, a section called Little Vietnam. <laughs> Go figure. And for whatever reason, we were riding and we're going through this res- residential neighborhood, very nondescript. It's the hood, but it ain't really that bad looking. But to me, I was in the wrong part of town. So we're in his car and then he says, hey, man, don't panic. But I think the car behind us is following us. (laughs) What? (laughs) What the hell you mean the car behind us is following us? And sure enough, he had peeped the fact that we were turning and every time we would speed up, the car behind us would speed up. Every time we would slow down, the car behind us would slow down. And he was right. This car was literally following us. He said he was going through this neighborhood. He was like, okay, I'm going to make this left. He was like, if they make this left, then they're following us. Because he sped up as he made the left. So he made the left. He took off. They took off. He slowed down. They slowed down. And this car literally, they were following us. And we thought that we were about to get jacked. So I'm really panicking because... I'm almost positive at this point that if they're going to jack us, they got guns. Ain't nothing in the car that we're in. Right. So we're going and we're going and we're going. Again, we're driving through residential neighborhoods. We're going fast. And then we get to a light. And my boy who is driving. The light turn turns green and he stops at the green light. And there's traffic, you know, on the other side or whatever. And he waits and waits and waits and he waits until the last minute and the green and the light obviously turns yellow and then it turns red. And when it turns red, he speeds off into the intersection. He almost hits another car going in the other direction. But what he did was he used that to keep the car that was chasing us from following us. And they got held up at the light. They pulled out trying to follow us again but you know obviously there were cars coming from both directions so they got stuck and then they had to back up and we got away all because we were in the wrong part of town (laughs) and i can promise you i've never been back to little vietnam since nor will i ever will in fact i don't even know if little vietnam vietnam still exists I don't. And I'm never going over there. (laughs) And this is what happens when you get caught in the wrong part of town. Um, Last story. Uh, (laughs) I was dating this girl, right? And this was uh, 1996. And uh, the girl was from LA, right? And I've been to LA before, but you know, went out there to go see her, kicking it, everything, whole night. Met her parents, really nice people. And so I'm out there for a couple of days. 
Actually, I was out there for a week or so. So she was from L.A., but her parents lived out in like the suburbs. I mean, like way out in the suburbs, like we were probably an hour from downtown L.A. So, you know, deep in the suburbs, Riverside County. That's where we were. So if you're familiar with L.A., that's not in the heart of L.A. That's outside of L.A. Right. So anyway. She gets the bright idea to say, hey, we're going to Knott's Berry Farm. She tells the parents we're going to Knott's Berry Farm. Boom. Okay, cool. Her parents are cool with it. Okay, y'all go to Knott's Berry Farm. Have a good time. What I did not know was that she had an alternative plan. We were going to go to Knott's Berry Farm, but she wanted to take me sightseeing in L.A. Now, this young lady grew up in Compton. (laughs) That's right. The same Compton that was made famous by N.W.A., Uh, the game and Kendrick Lamar so the only point of reference of Compton that I have at this point is NWA and from what they sounded like they made it seem like Compton was a pretty scary place you know violence gangs bloods and crips you know the whole nine came wear the wrong color you know it didn't really sound like a kind of place you would want to go hang out so on our way to, quote unquote, Knott's Berry Farm, she tells me, hey, I'm going to take you to my old neighborhood in Compton. What? <laughs> I don't want to get caught in the wrong part of town. And so. I'm digging this girl, but I'm a little shook right now because, again, the only this is 97 96 i'm sorry the only point of reference that i have at this point is that it was you know compton the compton that i heard about in music and again it didn't really sound like a pleasant place to hang out or be but nonetheless you know we're in the car we're going to compton and (laughs) what i'll never forget i mean i remember seeing you know streets that i heard in rap lyrics like slawson and all of these other streets. But what was interesting was we, we I think we were on Crenshaw and like we crossed over one main street and literally everything went dark when we got to Compton. <laughs> it was bright outside, but everything in my mind went dark. I saw a sign that said, welcome to Compton. Or it says Compton City Limits because there's no welcoming to Compton, right? And when I saw the sign, I locked the door because in my mind, I didn't want to get caught in the wrong part of town. So we are driving through these neighborhoods. I got a bad feeling about this. And I will say this. It's not like what you think it might be. But it ain't far from what you think it might be. (laughs) Man, this girl had me in every neighborhood that probably was ever shouted out in an NWA record. I mean, we were everywhere in Compton. I couldn't believe it that she had me all over that place. And 
I'm gonna be honest. I was scared as hell. <laughs> Look, I'm from Florence, South Carolina. I, I, I've never been to no Compton. And I just, I, I had the doors locked and I was like, yo, let's, let's go ahead and take it to Knoxbury Farm, man. She was like, nah, we can go over here and let me show you where I went to school at. This is where I went to elementary school. And I was like, I don't want to see this ghetto sightseeing tour. <laughs> oh, man. But fortunately for me, nothing happened. Even though I considered Compton to be the wrong part of town, you know, nothing happened. It was, it was actually pretty chill, you know. So, and the girl, you might want to, you know, you may be wondering what happened to her. Well, we got married. <laughs> that's gonna do it for me ladies and gentlemen thank you for checking out the latest edition of the 12 kyle podcast i'm your boy 12 kyle we'll catch you guys next time Five thousand.